Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Blunt Truth, the podcast about mental health, spirituality, well-being, whatever is on my mind today. I am your host, Candy, and welcome. So today, you guys, I have the honor of having a beautiful co-host on today. Her name is Fuchsia DeVille. Fuchsia has been a professional drag queen for almost 26 years. She has hosted, co-hosted, special guested, and volunteered in shows within our 757 community, as well as DC, New York, and North Carolina. Within those 26 years, and has been a strong advocate for the LGBTQ community. Fuchsia is a graduate of the Governor's School of Arts as well as our own local Bayside High School and Key Business College. She's an accomplished artist having designed logos for security companies, working with the Little Theater of Virginia Beach and painting murals for the Little Creek Amphibious Base, as well as completing queens for parents. She also runs her own rhinestoning business, DeVille Designs, and has a growing drag brunch at Dave & Buster's in Virginia Beach at Lynn Haven Mall. Miss Fuchsia, baby, can you say hi to the people? Hello, people. Oh, Miss Fuchsia, I'm so excited that you're <laughs> on. I'm so excited. I'm very happy to be a part of it. Thank you for oh. having me. I appreciate that. No problem. It is a whole honor. So first and foremost, I met Miss Fuchsia, I believe it was actually um, months back um, during Pride in Hampton. Um, there was a drag um, concert going on, on in Phoebus. And um, we were out there, we were having fun. It was live, it was great. And I saw all the ladies on stage and I fanned out. So, you know, Miss Fuchsia, can you please tell the people who is Fuchsia DeVille? Um. Let's see. Uh, Fuchsia DeVille is first and foremost an advocate to plus size female entertainment. Mm. When it Uh-oh, we faded out. All right, we are back. Everyone knows that <laughs> I do not edit, so y'all are about to take it as it is, okay? We are jumping right back into it. <laughs> oh, my God. As I was saying, I feel there's very lack of representation for uh, the plus-size female in the drag community, especially in the club scene. A lot of times you see majorly the skinnier girls. You mm -hmm. know, plus-size queens don't get a lot of representation because they feel we're not going to be able to keep up. But over the years, I have very much so kept up with the smaller size queens, even sometimes outdoing them. Yes. So I'm the longest running plus size queen in the 757, hmm. even though they have tried for years to fade me out. I have not allowed that to happen by constantly revamping myself. Wow. The fact that they try to fade you out, though, like it happens. It happens. I mean, they go into that with the older queens, too. As you get older, you have the newer queens coming in that want that spot. And I can't blame them. Everybody wants their spot. Everybody wants to be the headliner yeah. or the main queen in the clubs. But you need to also take into account that there is something for you to learn and take from the queens that came before you. That part, yes. But yeah. that has to go with anybody's history. It doesn't matter if it's in the LGBT community or in the straight community or pan community, bi, leather, pop, 
it, it doesn't matter what community you are a part of or feel that you are best represented by. There's always people that came before you that helped pave a way for you to be who you are today. Where did the personality come from? I don't like to say character. I like to say personality. <laughs> um, I, 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 I honestly don't know. For me, like growing up, I was always, other than my art, I was very introverted. It was very hard to get me to want to be a part of things because I, I, I was skinny as a child, but as I got older, I was, I became thicker, um, due to problems in my past and not knowing how to deal with them. So as I got older, I started joining like theater and I was competing in art competitions and all that. But then I discovered drag and how drag was such an art form that I could express my, my, my painting skills and my drawing skills, but on my own face with makeup. And, and drag is, for a lot of us queens, a, a self-expression. It's a way for us to get our talent out in a different kind of manner. Because when you think about it, I mean, drag has been around for years. Drag mm -hmm. originally was created for... You know, because women weren't allowed on stage during Shakespearean times. So men had to portray women. Mm -hmm. And then wigs and heels in general were created for men as well, because look at our founding Yes. Drop, drop. Okay, we are back, you guys. This is going to be the most rawest episode right now with how, <laughs> with how it keeps cutting out i'm like what is happening oh but my god what? i can't I we're can't. winging it okay starting to drop facts like you were totally dropping facts and then it cut off uh i'm sorry yeah, no it's fine but just in case you know you my editing skills are not good because i'm not going to do it but just to get back into it um you were saying about how in Shakespearean time. In, yeah, in absolutely. You know, they weren't allowing women on stage, so men had to be in drag. And then I think I went into, you know, wigs and makeup and heels were originally created for men as well because look at our founding fathers. Look at the colonial period. I mean, men were just running around in big powdered white wigs and high heel shoes and makeup. Like... And this was happening in the United States, not just like France, you know? So, I mean, for me, like I had always been a big like Disney person growing up. So eventually Fuchsia kind of like, as I've gotten older, I've been able to find who I really am and the voice I want to have and the kind of perception I want to give when it comes to drag. Mm -hmm. And that's always been as an entertainer, I now, especially um, with having weight loss surgery and losing so much weight, I'm starting to find myself again. And one of the things oh. is, is that my passion and love for Disney, I'm not really keeping a secret anymore. I'm allowing people to start calling me the Disney queen of the 757 because I want to do so many Disney illusions. And I don't think that's wrong for an adult to be in love with Disney or be in love with cartoons or costumes or play video games or board games or whatever brings you joy. 
whether it's a cartoon or a bottle of liquor. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, do it. Long as it's not illegal and it's not hurting anybody, you rock your truth. You know, and for me, creating my personality has always come from one realizing that, you know, even though I love being the center of attention, sometimes it's good to take a step back and let somebody be in the front Mm -hmm. and allow and let people know that you're there for them no matter what. You know, I like, like you said, I've been a host, I have hosted shows. For a very long time. I have co-hosted shows. I have been just a special guest. I've been a featured performer. I've been basically a fill-in. Because somebody couldn't make it. And I've gotten a call being like. Girl can you be ready in like 45 minutes? <laughs> Hell yeah I can be ready in 45 minutes. I came ready. In the car. <laughs> I'm good to go. Let me go beat my mug. Hold on. I'll be right back. I love it. And I've done it. I just did it. Actually, two Sundays ago, I had a show the night before I was doing an event at a um, uh, MJ's Tavern, which is a local bar out in Norfolk. It is gay owned and run, but it's that like community bar Mm -hmm. that everybody goes to. It's like Cheers, you know, where everybody knows your name. Wow. Wow. And, now I have a song in my head. Sorry. And, and so they were having an event and they had asked me to MC at it. And I don't get paid for that like that. Every month they have an event and I go and I volunteer my time and I perform. So I had already been in drag the night before. And like three o'clock in the morning, I called my job and I was like, I'm just not going to make it in today. Like, I just know. And then I get a call at like 6.30 in the morning going, girl, I got too drunk from my show the night before. Can you get in drag and like co-fill my spot at brunch? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm already packed. Let me go just paint a mug. So I was like painted in like 45 minutes flat and out the door. Wow. So, and went and did a, did a brunch out in, um, Norfolk at 37th and Zen called Lip Gloss and Lashes. So, which is an amazing brunch. Um, I'm actually there again on the 16th on my actual birthday of this coming up month, April. <gasps> okay, so y'all heard it here. So, There's no excuse uh, to miss it. Right, but then of course you also have my brunch that I run at Dave & Buster's that's always the first Sunday of every month. I love how you do it first Sunday. Yeah. Except for in June, because in June I'm, is, you know, it's Pride Month for us here in the 757. And I'm um, hosting a, a big event, the kickoff to Peninsula Pride at the Tradition Brewery out in uh, Hampton the first Sunday. So I had to push mine back to the second Sunday. Uh, so... If nobody's doing anything for Pride and wants something to do, Dave and Buster's for Dining Divas Drag Brunch. It's the second Sunday of June. But other than that, we're always the first Sunday of every month. And you guys, it is is so fun. The energy in there is amazing. Fuchsia, and I'm not just saying it because, like, you know, you're on my podcast. (laughs) You know, like, I keep it real. Yeah. The energy that you give off, the energy that the ladies give off, 
man, you guys got it. Like you have the room going. And yeah, the different the, personalities, different energies coming into one. Fierce, mm-hmm. fierce women. Fierce. Absolutely. Okay? And this Sunday coming up, we're still actually selling tickets, but we're already technically sold out. Yes. Because um, when I set up this brunch and I had my meeting for it, it was supposed to be a capacity of 60. Because one of my biggest pet peeves with a lot of drag brunches, and there's a few of them here in the 757. I'm not going to get into naming anything because I'm not that kind of queen. But they jam it so full of their customers that the queens are not getting a chance to entertain. Mm. And I don't want you paying out money to come to a brunch and all you're doing is throwing money at these entertainers and they get one second to take a quick little snapshot with you. Yeah. I want you to sit back and see a drag show. Yes, the queens want to make money. Absolutely. Because we're providing a service. We're, we're, we're entertaining you. And drag queens rely on tips to be able to pay for these wigs and these costumes and the makeup and the nails and the lashes and the jewelry. Cause when it comes to drag Queens, most of us, everything is custom made, including our jewelry, our hair, our costumes, everything is custom made. And a lot of us have to do the work ourselves because we can't afford to constantly be paying others to do stuff for us. So, I mean, I'm very lucky the fact that, like you said, I do own a rhinestoning business, so I can rhinestone all my own costumes. But I don't sew, <laughs> so I got to pay somebody else to do that. I can design what I want. I can draw all damn day and go to a seamstress and say, this is my vision. Can you make it come to life? And they'll go, sure. How does it feel to have your 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 vision come to life? Okay, <laughs> we're back at it. We're back <laughs> As I was saying, I love having my outfits come to life. I have one that I actually have three new looks I'm sporting for this drag brunch this Sunday. One of them I did not come up with. Um, I bought the gown off of another queen, but I'm definitely having to add things to it to make it my own style. Absolutely. So, um, but lately, if I'm not actually doing a Disney illusion, I am somehow trying to draw Disney into the look Mm. somehow one way or another, whether I'm doing a Disney song or this outfit I just had created. I found these amazing Mickey Mouse head fuchsia appliques that I created a pattern all over part of the fabric. Mm -hmm. So Mickey is still represented somehow in my outfit. Because me being the Disney queen of the 757, not only do I perform Disney, but my whole bedroom, parts of my house is just Disney down. If I can eat it, buy it, sleep with it, wear it, collect it, listen to it, watch it, and it's Disney, I got to have it. I I love it. I got to have it. It's so, alive, and honestly. with my birthday coming up, all I've requested is Disney shit. So, <laughs> yeah, like left and right. It's kind of insane. Uh, I can't wait to see what you get. So <laughs> can, you, can you tell us, why did you want to start doing your drag brunches in Virginia Beach? Well, I used to run a drag brunch back in the day in Norfolk with um, my ex-roommate, Miss Annie Rexick. 
um, at uh, Iguana's, which is now out of business. Um, but I've always loved drag brunches. I feel when it comes to a drag brunch, people are really coming to see drag. Whereas when they go to the bar at night, they could be there for any reason, mm-hmm. whether it's drinking, a hookup, whatever it may be. And if there happens to be a drag show, if they like you, they might pay attention. They might even throw you a dollar. But for the most part, you know, in the gay community, drag is such main mainstream. It's like almost all the time at, at a gay bar. Whereas drag brunches are geared towards, you know, predominantly female, heterosexual females that love drag queens. And I was at work one day, and it wasn't even intentional how this brunch got started. I worked during the day at Costco as a demonstrator. So I'm one of those people sitting at a cart going, try this. I bet giving you're out, fabulous at it, yeah, though. Giving out samples. I'm I'm loud as hell. You can <laughs> hear me from the front of the store if I'm way in the back. Um, so I was I was demonstrating Costco every year during the summer sells sheds. And I was standing there talking to my boss, who is part of the community as well, and is a fellow drag queen. And his drag daughter was interested in running a pageant that I helped co-found over three years ago. And the manager's wife of Dave and Buster's here at Lynn Haven Mall overheard me talking. And she was like, drag queens? What? When? Where? What? What's going on? How do I see it? And before I know it, she gave me her husband's phone number. She's texting her husband with my phone number. And we have a phone meeting later that evening and literally set up a meeting face-to-face to to happen two days later. Oh, wow. And I walk into the meeting thinking I'm just presenting the concept for a drag brunch. No, he was already like, when can we start? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, when can we start? And I was like, oh, Okay, well, shit. Yeah, let me um, <laughs> let me make a couple of phone calls. But I mean, when do you want to start? And he was like, "Well, how about November?" And I'm like, "Sure, not a problem." And he was like, "Great. Can you have everything ready to go for me, information-wise, within one week?" And I was like, "I can give it to you all now." Wow. Because I had hosted. Um, a dinner show that we called Dining Divas out in Norfolk with my drag daughter. And since we already had that name, I was like, well, you know what? I'll just take it and create my drag brunch with this name. And I, I made my drag daughter my, my co-host. And that's Scarlet Letter, who you see there at every brunch. She's Love also her. my I I love her too, even though sometimes she's a pain, but I do love her. She's sitting in the room while I'm talking to you. That's why I said that. Hey, so. say, oh, she can say hi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so, so where were we? Um, okay. So I was saying hey to Miss Scarlett. Yeah. Um right, you bring in the guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. And so <laughs> listen, let's get to this part. Okay. How well. do you feel? And Miss Scarlett, please chime in as well. How do you feel about these laws in Tennessee and Florida? I knew you were going to go there at some of point. Of course I'm going to go there. I knew, knew, knew you were going to go there. I knew um, I was going to go there. Scarlett, would you like to answer that? These laws are full of peppery. <laughs> Tell it. Some um, it, it, Tell it, it is crap when it boils right down to it because, you know, to me, what I feel is happening, they are trying to defer what's really going on by going to something else and using drag queens as an escape goat right now for other situations that are going on in our government and issues that they should be addressing. Um, so what, what I find funny about that is nobody... That you have never ever seen a drag queen going door to door saying, "Hey, do you have kids? Bring them to a drag show." You're right. Not once have you ever seen drag queens like on national television at Pride at anywhere going, "Oh, you got kids? Bring them to a drag show." It's parents that want to give their kids that opportunity to see a different type of art form. So mm -hmm. and culture. So why are you taking it out on us? We're not the ones telling them to bring their children. And most drag brunches nowadays are 18 and over anyway. So what the hell are you talking about? Absolutely. Scarlett, did you want to oh, tell it? Come on. Sorry, I get on a rant. I want and you to. last time I checked. Oh my okay. gosh, you're making so, me work hard for this episode. I, time we do this, I'm coming over to your house, right? Like and we are going to just sit. Work, in, like I'm we are going to sit in the same room, or you're more than welcome to come over here, and we can sit at my dining room table. Oh but my anyway, God, where heavenly. where I was trying to go with it is is that recently I was even asked to do a drag queen reading hour. And I actually turned it down because of what has happened here in the 757, just in Virginia Beach. We had one here. And there were people outside with guns and picket signs and all that. Last time I checked, you're the one scaring the kids, not us. Last time I checked, I wasn't putting on a little onesie on my child saying, ladies, man. Or christening a kid or this kind of stuff. You want to talk about an agenda, about gearing kids a certain way? Let's talk about taking kids to church. There's an agenda. Let's talk about you putting things on your children that gear them to make it sound like they're straight with a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Asking a little five-year-old kid, oh, do you have a girlfriend? How about just saying, hey, do you have somebody you like? Not saying, hey, do you have a girlfriend or do you have a boyfriend? Just say, hey, do you have somebody you like? Do you have a crush on somebody? Oh, you think they're cute. You want to talk about an agenda. Let's talk. Like, that's an agenda. You know, when you read the, the whole law, you know, at the end, it says places of worship. And I laugh <laughs> because the problem that we have as people is that we try.
And by trying to do that, we judge and condemn the things that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And because we don't understand it, that subconsciously places fear within us because it challenges what we were taught. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like whether it's from church or from society or from family, people will throw all sorts of Bible verses out at homosexuality and use God's name to vindicate that argument. And I don't know about anybody else out there, that I checked the number one thing that God said is thou shall not judge and why shall we not judge because we are not God and only he can judge and to me God is love yes period I will I, I I agree with what you're saying I personally am not the most religious person I I I identify as agnostic I believe mm-hmm. in a higher power I just don't know what exactly that is because of the way our society is. Absolutely. I've had to deal with a lot of turmoil within myself about religion. Myself, I was baptized as a Christian growing up and I went to church like in all that. But as I got older and of course coming out of the closet, I got constantly told different things by different people. So that makes a lot of people within the gay community not really fond of Christ- Christianity or any other kind of religion, you know? So it, it, it just, well, we do it in our own way. Yeah. We, or yeah. It, we do, we do things in our very own way. Absolutely. 100%. So it just, yeah, with what's going on and everything, it's just, it's, it's insane right now. And then of course, now we have the whole recent shooting going on. Mm-hmm. And people wanting to put so much focus in on the person who did the shooting. But yet, I don't see them doing a lot of that focusing when we've had other shootings and it's been different situations. Over five school shoots this year. Yeah. And one was a trans person. And you don't hear about it. Yeah. But that's, they just want to just dive right in. Oh, they were trans. This was a Christian school. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, come on, really? That's the narrative you want to paint here? And now I'm seeing this new, like, of a lot of trans people doing poses and stuff with their guns and Republicans. Crazy. Oh, they're, they have guns and they're trying to, like, attack us and da, 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 da. I mean, like, so what's different with them showing off their guns and their Christmas photos mm-hmm. than you showing off your Christmas photos with y'all all automatic stuff. Is it because they're different than you? Exactly. I'm like, That's what it is. It's it's really at the end of the day when you see a photo of a white with all these ARs in the Christmas photo and then you look at another picture of a family and they're black and they all have guns and stuff. Stereotypically, the media is going to portray the black family as criminals and thugs. Absolutely, and the white family is just righteous, and they're protecting their rights. Yeah, and family. Yeah, but really, absolutely, they're both doing the same thing. Yeah, it's almost like the a conversation I just had with um, somebody who works at Costco. I was talking about my brunch and everything that was happening with Tennessee and drag, and I said, "You know what? I was like, I don't see anybody bitching about Medea." I don't right? see anybody bitching about Bugs Bunny. He's been doing drag for years. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody bitching about Klinger on MASH. 
I haven't seen anybody bitch about Mrs. Doubtfire. I haven't seen anybody bitch about the two actors on Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe. I haven't seen anybody bitch about Ronald Reagan when he did a, a, a it was either a movie or a production of some kind of in theater or something. He was in drag three different times, a former president. I don't see anybody saying this, any of this kind of stuff was harmful to kids. Why? Because these were all straight actors wearing women's clothing. But the minute you want to add in sexuality, it's an issue. Let me explain something. Drag is not your sexuality. Drag is a costume. Drag is an art form. Drag is theater. When it boils right down to it, that's what drag is. It's not somebody trying to express their sexual orientation. That has nothing to do with it. Real women are getting in drag and performing in clubs as drag queens. Straight men are getting in drag and performing as drag queens in bars. Hell, on season... We're just now watching it yet again. We're on season 14. Season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. There was a straight man competing in full drag. I mean, he didn't last very long, but he was still a straight man who worked as a drag queen. So explain to me really what is the issue? Because really when it boils right down to it, it's not the drag that I find that's pissing them off. It's the fact that there's a homosexual in the wig. Absolutely. And they don't want to say that. Because if they they say, oh, it's homosexuality, then they're going to come across as what they truly are. And that's homophobes. (laughs) When it boils right down to it, it's they are homophobic and they're homophobic for one of a couple of different reasons. Either one, they were raised that way and they were never able to break away from that, from their family on how they were raised. Two, they're afraid of how it makes them feel sexually that they might go, oh my God, I'm getting really turned on by this man in a dress. Am I gay? No, honey, you're not gay. You, If you are a straight man getting turned on by somebody who's giving you an illusion of a woman, and there's quite a few drag queens that you would not be able to clock as whether they're really female or male, that does not make you gay, honey. Now, if you go to sleep with them and they take everything off and they're swinging low, sweet charietta, and you decide to start playing with things that you have as well, then you gay. <laughs> you so gay that you didn't pick up the phone gay. <laughs> like you that gay. You like hooker on church street gay. Like you know, I mean like if a chick with a you know what turns you on then and they don't live as a woman, then you gay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Own up to it. Like, we all have our fetishes. But drag is not a fetish. It's an art form. People like to make it a fetish. But to us that are doing it, it's not a fetish. It's our job. It's our art form. 
it's not something I do just for the hell of it. I do it to pay my bills and I'm really good at it. Like I, like you said, you I've are. been doing it for almost 26 years to be able to say that I've had the same job for 26 years and I have been recognized numerous times by my community and by other communities for what I do is amazing to me because I don't ever think of myself as a person that makes a huge impact. I never think of myself as somebody that is an icon in our community, even though I have people who have referred to me as that. And I'm like, oh, please, because you are whatever weird. you are. But I don't see myself that way well, because I, humble. well, yeah, you people are need humble. more of that. It's true. There's nothing wrong with being humble. There's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need it whether it be emotionally, financially, physically, whatever. Us as human beings were created to help one another. It's, it's great to receive. Don't get me wrong. It's great to receive. Like I've told Scarlett numerous times, I'm huge into like when it's time to give a gift. Like I'm a really good gift giver. I will... I will search your Twitter, your (laughs) Instagram, your Facebook. I will ask your friends, your family, whoever, what are you into? I'll come to your home. I'll be sneaky. I'll look around shit. I'll see what's really you're into. And I will try to find the best thing that I know that you're just going to be like, oh my God, I love it. Do I expect something in return during the holiday or my birthday or whatever? No. Because you should give a gift because you want to, not because you expect something in return. You should give money to help donate organizations because you want to, not because you expect the recognition or the tax, you know, write off. Mm -hmm. You should volunteer because it's good to volunteer, not because you think it's going to get you on, you know, channel 13 news at noon. Absolutely. And I think if more people could start doing that and realizing that, I think it would bring us as a whole, not just the LGBTQ community or the straight community or any other community, whether it be the black community, the white community, the Asian, whatever. If we could all start thinking more in that mindset, I think we would be so much better off. You said people don't want to think that way. It's always, you know, what am I going to get in return? How will I benefit from this? So, and I just wasn't raised that way. Yeah, you said nothing but a whole word. I just kept throwing (laughs) my hands up like, preach. Sorry, I I, like I told you, I can get into a rant and I'm a rambler as well. So, same way. This is your platform right now. This is for you. You know, this is for you to shine light on, <laughs> on the true art of what drag is. You're you're gonna have people listening going, God, this bitch can talk. Shit. They have to be used to it because I'm the same way. I'm a, you know <laughs> They're gonna be so, like, bitch, take a breath. <laughs> Breathe. Bitch. Breathe. But like I took Why? several in between all those pauses, y'all just missed it. But you know, you're shining so much light and you're spreading so much truth. And again, you're speaking of of the art of drag and that's what it's really about you know and like this is what this is why for me like 
I, how can we, like, how can I or anyone in the community, how can we be an ally? And when I say ally, I mean not how to capitalize, not how to, how can I help or how can we help to give? What can we do? You, the easiest answer to that, honestly, would be just show up. That part, to Yes, you got Show you. up. Yes. Like, don't talk about it. Show up. Like, you can say, oh, I'm an ally. Oh, yeah, I have a friend who's transgender. I have a friend who's gay. I have a friend who's black. I have a friend who's this. I have a friend who's that. Okay, that's great. You got a friend. Have you gone to any of their shows? Have you gone to any of the rallies to help support them? Have you helped vote for the people that will protect them in our government? Have you stood up when you've been out in public and seen somebody talking shit about their culture or their religion or their sexuality or, you know, their gender or any, any of the above? Have you stood up? Have you shown up for that? And just standing there is not enough. Like, speak. Speak mm -hmm. your truth. Be, you know, and if it comes with a punch, then it might come with a punch. But you, at least you can say, you know what? I didn't just stand there with my mouth shut. And then later after all said and done going, well, I was there for you. No, you weren't. You, you, you might have been there, but you weren't present. You need to be present. You need to show up and sometimes show out. Yes. And, and that's how you do it. That's how you become an ally. Uh, it, it's like there, there, there are plenty of other queens in this community I do not get along with <laughs> at whatsoever. <laughs> And But when it comes right down to it, if they needed me for something, I would drop everything and go because I respect them as a fellow entertainer. And that's that's where even and, and I know when it boils right down to it, they would do the same for me. Because we when it boils right down to it, we all have each other's back when it comes to what really counts. You have to. You 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 do. You have to. Because nobody else is going to. Like, you you have to. Like, it's great looking out for number one. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you need to make sure you got yourself right before you can help anybody else. Like RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Which is very true. Because you're never going to truly be able to love somebody if you can't 100% love who you are first. But that doesn't mean or give you the right to ignore situations that are happening around you or within your own community. You can't bitch about a situation if you're not willing to stand up to help it. Staying silent lets the fire burn. Yep. Absolutely. It's like we have people in both of our families that love to complain about our government. But do they go vote? Absolutely not. But they want to bitch about it. And I'm and my policy is if you do not vote, you don't have a right to bitch. Absolutely. If you don't fight for a change, you have nothing to complain about. You like, have to be the change a, that you want to see. Exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. 
we very much have a flawed government in so many ways, whether it be with lawyers, police officers, presidents, um, any of that kind of stuff, judges, things going on under the table, behind closed doors, 100%. But if we don't keep trying to do what's right, all that's happening is they're getting the upper hand. Exactly. Thank you. So <laughs> you just wanted to get in on this is why you showed up. <laughs> We're drag queens. That's our job. Um, some of us do it better. That's why. I love it. So I'm mad you're not going to be there this Sunday, Candy. I know, but don't worry, I'm coming. Right, one of our like we we opened up the we we yes, like I didn't even get to get into that with you, child. Like stepping aside from our whole government conversation back to back to politics aside, back to dining divas at Dave and Buster's. Yes. This month has, like I told you, we are sold. We were already sold out at 60. You know, our space that they provide us is basically two rooms Mm -hmm. and we get ready in a third. They've had to take down that wall. (gasps) We have all three rooms. This month coming up on April 2nd, we have a stage. We have a cash bar for mimosas, Bloody Marys, and margaritas. And the bartender is great. $3 mimosas, margaritas, and Bloody Marys. Then, of course, on the other end of the room is going to be the the food. Um, The stage is dead center. Um. Four fabulous entertainers. As of 10 a.m. this morning, we were at 79 tickets. Oh, my God. We opened it up to do, be able to have 100 people for this month. So, we're like, I haven't checked back in on tickets. I was like, if we don't go any higher than one more person, I would be okay. But I at least want an even number for my birthday brunch. So You're going to get it. I'm just this like... Is- I'm just like, we need at least 80. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm just going to be ticked if I'm one person short of 80. I'm gonna You're like, going to get it. You're going to so. get it because one, this is expanding because the awareness that you bring to it. Oh, absolutely. You, you have all of you, like I said earlier, you all have your own thing that you bring to the table, but it's what you say. You know, Fuchsia, like, it's what you said. Like, that's what captured me. The very first one that I went to, I think it was January. It's how, it's what you said and how you said it. Well, thank you. You And let me make it very clear to all your, yes, Dave and Buster's is arcade. But first and foremost, it's an adult arcade. Yes, kids come to Dave and Buster's. Parents bring their kids. But our drag brunch are in private rooms. And our drag brunch is 18 and over. The doors are frosted, so children cannot see in. So if anybody hears this podcast and decides they want to try to protest Dining Divas, let me make it very clear. Children cannot see us. We are not wearing or presenting anything to children in any way that is obscene to the child psyche. 
fuck, you're going to be really far away from where the burnt shit the, is. Uh, Barry. Because protesters wouldn't even be allowed on you're Lynn right. Haven's property. Protesters right. wouldn't even be coming. because We're at 81 who... tickets. You're at 81 oh, we're at 81 tickets. Yeah! It's still an odd number. It's, it's okay. Number. It would be still exceeded so, 80. Right. But I'm going to say, no one... No one should be protesting this, especially who listens to my podcast. Because yeah. people who know me, they know I'm all about a revolution. I'm all about <laughs> Like, I am about the revolution. Well, we figured we figured it out anyway. When it boils right down to it, Lynn Haven Mall is private property. So even if we did have protesters, they would be doing it on Lynn Haven Parkway on the other side of the street. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even see so Buster. you wouldn't even see Dave and Buster's. You would see the front of the mall. You would see McDonald's. You would <laughs> see Dick's Sporting Goods. You would see Barnes and Nobles. You wouldn't see David Buster's. So it doesn't really matter. Because there was That's a show funny. just out in Hampton that ended up with protesters. It was five people that protested that only lasted for about an hour. And then they actually left there and tried to go over to MJ's Tavern in Norfolk and protests outside of that tavern across the street. And people were just like, you all sound like idiots. Like you really do. Like, have you ever, okay. Cause hey, I'm about to go on another rant. Love have it. you ever, cause you know, have, I'm sure you've been to pride. Haven't you? When we have pride at Waterside? No, no, really? Okay. Well, you're no. to come this year. Cause I more than likely I'll be opening the club stage hour. again. <laughs> I'll be Ooh. opening up the club stage again because I've done it for the past five years. <gasps> so, and it's about, uh, I MC I for about an hour and a half and then they switch the MCs. It's done in like three different sections, but there's two stages. There's the main stage and then they have what's called the club stage where they just have just drag queen after drag queen after drag queen just all day, just all day. And so anyway, usually when you go to a pride event, there's at least a couple of protesters every year down at Waterside and they have their microphone and they're standing on their little milk crate and there's a couple of them holding up signs and they're preaching the what they consider to be the gospel. Mm. And like I said, what they consider, let me reiterate this, what they consider to be the gospel or the holy word. That part. How they want to interpret it to fit their needs and their perspective on things. But what I want to know, has anybody ever gone to Pride and they've seen one of these people and actually gone up to and gone, oh my God, you're right. I'm now straight. Thank you for convincing me. Where's the pussy? Like, where's the penis? Like, lesbians and gay men are not doing that. You want to know why they're not doing that? Because they were born this way. People do not choose to live every day of their life being told they are going to hell. Live every day of their truth being stripped of their rights as human beings. Nobody wants that. No. Nobody chooses to, to be gay. Now, you can choose to ignore being gay. Because there are a lot of people in the closet because they don't know how to deal with how society might treat them. The facade 
uh, that they have for themselves. Or they don't want people to leave them. Yeah, or they don't want people to leave them. They're afraid of what their families might think. They might just do things on the DL, but then they're putting their spouses at risk, especially if they're not doing things safely. Like, it's insane. People need to be, this day and age, I mean, God, we're in 2023. We should be able at this point at where we are for everybody to be able to live 100% authentic authentic to who they are. Yes. No matter what their sexual orientation is, their their races, their political belief, their religion. I might not agree with it. I might not agree with your religion. I might not agree with your political views. I might not agree with your sexual orientation. Because when somebody tells me they're straight, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you don't see straight people having to come out to their families. Why? Why, why is it such a big thing for gay people to come out? It shouldn't be. Like, like you have a friend. Oh, you're dating a guy. Okay, cool. So what's on TV? Like, why does it have to be... Why does it have to be, mom, dad, we need to sit down. We need to have a talk. And then there are tears being shed and crying and, and, disappointment. Uh, and disappointment and all this. How do you go from one minute saying you're the best thing in my life to saying, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? Get the hell out of my house. You're an abomination. How do you Absolutely. go from zero to 60 that quick? Still the same person. No matter what. And that part doesn't really get spoken about, you know, like so many people don't even make it who commit suicide because they're so scared to come out of the closet. Uh-huh. I've had friends who like I've heard stories and I'm just like, it should not be like this. It should not, you know, like it. Mm, I'm not going to go on a tangent because if we both went on a tangent, we would be here for three hours. <laughs> I'll go on a tangent. No, Please. no. But no, I mean, it is. And unfortunately, one of the highest suicide reasons in nowadays is because of whether it's their sexual orientation or how they identify themselves. And the non-acceptance. And the non-acceptance that we are getting not only from their families, but from our own government. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the way it is. No. You, should, you should be willing to say... Okay, I might not understand what you're feeling or going through, but as your parent, as your friend, as a coworker, as anybody in your life should be able to say, you know what? I love you regardless, unconditionally, no matter what. I might not agree with it. I might not understand it. I might never agree with it or I might never understand it or even like it. But I love you unconditionally as a person. And that's what it needs to be. We need to start realizing people are people no matter what. And stop trying to control the outcome. Mm. Whether it be with, with the gender or the sexual orientation, drag, pregnancy, um, just anything. Like there's so many things the government right now is trying to control. You know, not even just with drag queens, but women's bodies and what we can read and what we can say and what we can do. And 
what kind of cars we can drive and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree with it, nobody has a right to tell somebody else how they should be living. Absolutely. So in a, in a supposed free country. <laughs> I'm laughing because I want to say so much, but I'm like, no, Fuchsia, you were saying all. <laughs> You're saying it for me. Uh, it's time for us to open our eyes to see the humanity in people, mm-hmm. not our fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things I don't understand, even within my own community. And I have to have conversations with people. You know, I'm 43 years old. And things were very differently when I came out compared to what this generation that's coming out now. Like, there's all these labels that don't make any sense to me. And <laughs> yeah, I'll, be quite, yeah. I'll be quite honest about that. And I've had that conversation with a lot of people. It doesn't. Like, cis. A cis male. So that means you identify as the gender you were born. Okay. Why can't you just say male? Why did we have to put CIS in front of that? I'm a man. I don't need to say cis man. I'm a man. When I perform, prefer to be referred to as a female, but I know I'm a man. Shit, I take the dishes out of the sink before I piss in it. I'm a man. (laughs) I know what the fuck I am. And I'm not trying to be anything else. At one point, yes. I I dabbled with transitioning. And I stupidly got silicone injections the wrong way. Because I didn't have money to get them done the correct way. So I went to somebody and had them put illegal silicone in my face. And in my chest. And unfortunately, when you look at me out of makeup, you can see the flaws in my face. Would I like to have them fixed? Yes. But we're talking about a whole big surgery that Mm. I just do not have the funds for. My next big surgery is going to be a tummy tuck after I get more of this weight off of me. So, but yeah, it just, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. If you don't understand something or you want to see better representation, then one, for better representation, speak up and not be afraid to explain what you want to hear, how you want to be identified, and tell people that. Don't be afraid of that. And if you want to understand better, you shouldn't be afraid to ask the person, why do you feel you're this way? Or why do you like things this way? Absolutely. Like, I, I, I very much have recently found myself very attracted to a young man that is in the pup community. I don't understand the pup community because I don't understand putting on a face mask that looks like a dog. <laughs> I don't get that. And wearing a tail on your butt. I don't get that. But... It's what they like. And I don't have to understand it. I just need to accept them for who they are. And I do 100%. So, you know, and and that's one of the things with the the pageant I had mentioned earlier that I helped co-found three years ago with um, Johnny Benjamin, 
who is a former um, reigning Mr. V.A. Bear. Bear. Um, He's part of the bear community. And they've started embracing me because they refer to me as a mama bear because I'm a drag queen. And I'm more on the feminine side because I can't be a bear because I'm not hairy. I can't be a a cub because I'm not short and chunky like Scarlet. You know, so... (laughs) So... I can't be I can't be an otter, you know, and I'm not and I'm not a panda because I'm not an Asian bear. There are so many labels. So there is. Thank you. You see what it's I'm saying? Confusing. Like it is. It's just but we're in a day and age where it seems like everybody needs a label. And that's in everything. It, that's it, yes. in everything. Yes. Everything. Just everything. Be you. Be you and be true. That's what I say. Like, when it first started going that route, I used to make jokes all the time saying, today I identify as a kumquat. (laughs) Tomorrow I might identify as an eggplant. And I think on Wednesday I'm a bean burrito from Taco Bell. I love it. Next week (laughs) I might be Mickey Mouse. Who knows? But, you know, this is what I identify today because that's what it seems like. It seems like every other day you hear a new definition of how somebody wants to be addressed. And I, and it got very confusing for me because I'd be like, well, wait a minute. Yesterday you identified as a male today. You're identifying as a female. Yeah. So that's like a whole nother podcast that I would totally love to do. Yeah. Like it's just insane to me. So (laughs) the sequel, the fuchsia Devel sequel. There you go. And I will have you back on here for it. Honestly, because that's like literally a whole nother podcast in itself, but just like, why the labels? Yeah, you know? and that's just in general in life, just period. Why yeah. labels? No, Ms. I totally Misha, agree. Miss Scarlet, ladies, thank you for being on. Can you tell the people? Tell them how to find you, where to find you. You've mentioned the brunch. You mentioned like tell everyone. Okay, more, well, more. you could you can just both on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, me just under Fuchsia Deville, F U S H I A. Deville, D-E-V-I-L-L-E. That's for all three social accounts. Um, Scarlet, it's Scarlet Letter on Facebook. And then Instagram is Scarlet Letter Queen, S-K-A-R-L-E-T-T-L-E-T-T-E-R-Q-U-E-E-N. That's a lot. That was like a spelling bug. That was so much. People are going to be like, no, fuck that up. Look, when it boils right down to it, you can find me on Facebook and you can find her and my friends if you would like to follow her. Um, You can always find information about because I use Facebook to promote, 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 promote. I don't really get into political, religion, any of that kind of stuff on my Facebook because my Facebook is for me to use to promote drag and drag (laughs) drag is my business. So if you guys want to know where I'm at, what I'm doing, where I'm performing, how to get tickets to shows, if they require tickets, it's always on my Facebook. So I can't let either of you go without my major two questions that I ask all of my co-hosts. Uh-oh. Yeah, here it comes. Number one, can you, and both of you can say it, can you let us know what is the astrology sign that we are talking to? Who, what is your, what is your zodiac sign? 
I'm in Aries because my birthday's April 16th. All day you were in Aries. And oh, yeah. I love it. 100% artistic, always having to be in control. I'm always right. I'm always the first. <laughs> I'm always the first one to speak up. Like, but I'm also one of the most loving and caring and will be there no matter whether I hate you or love you. I, I do what has to be done. And that's an Aries, 100%. Absolutely. And okay. I'm a Capricorius. I'm the last day of Capricorn. So I have like a mixture of Capricorn and Aquarius in me. How interesting. Right. No wonder you two vibe. For the most part. Yeah, I can see when, when it gets into... That's another podcast, too. But, like, I can many, see how it gets you know, what's that it's a vibe. Right, it is. It is. It's a vibe. If you, when we do that podcast, that's got to be a situation. you got to come over and we'll just go to the dining room table. I will come over for that one, and I would love to go in with that. Just, yeah. like, totally. That's just who I am as a person. Or we can even do it at, out in the drag room. You just so gave you me an idea. Some... I'm not going to say it out loud, but I know how it's going to go. And you and I are going to talk about this. Trust, like, trust know, me, it's we're going to paint her while we do this podcast. I have a feeling that's going to happen. <laughs> I see it right now. Okay, so before I start like, envisioning this. So the last question is, okay. if you were to have a song one song on your soundtrack of life what would it be and you guys are all about the music so i can't wait to hear it oh, one song man. i can already take a guess her song will be a disney number <laughs> um oh damn like a song that just like represents our whole life yeah or your mood or anything it's hard right hold on let me go to my work playlist and scroll <laughs> Um, what am I listening to currently? Honestly, I think for me, he's right. It would be a Disney song. But I don't think it would be one. I think it would be like a remix. Okay. And there is a remix. I've never done the remix version of it. But I think Colors of the Wind would probably be my oh. song. Oh my god. And there is a remix. I'm actually performing that song for my last number at this brunch. No. That you should be at. No. You you know what, Candy? You cannot tell me you do not have a girlfriend that can get you both tickets and then you pay her back on Wednesday. I have to get to this. So, and I'm sporting one of my foam wigs. Oh my god. And it's a brand new gown. It's this beautiful sequence red and black Stop and it. purple gown. And you're getting it with an outfit. Okay, I will yeah. make sure I will I, I so, got you. We'll talk. It's like it's like amazing. But yeah, there's a there's a techno version that I've wanted to perform at Pride forever. And it's Colors of the Wind. It's the most amazing song. But Vanessa Williams was the original oh singer of it and just goodness. did it, I, I would have to say it is probably one of the strongest ballads ever put out by Disney um, other than maybe Tale as Old as Time mm. from Beauty and the Beast. But I would think a song that would describe my life would be Colors of the Wind. I love it. What about you, so, Scarlett? Um, Scarlett. <laughs> I had to go through my work playlist and really like think about this. Something that would describe my life. And the only one that pops out to me 
is by Mama Cass. Make mm. your own kind of music. Because, you know, I got to pick the bitch who died from choking on a hand <laughs> And I'm going to tell you why this works for him, okay? Because th- th- I can see this song. And the reason why is when we wake up in the morning, I know we're wrapping this up, but when we wake up in the morning, I'm usually sitting out in our living room and I'm already watching something on my fire stick. This young man comes out of his bedroom and the first thing he does is he looks over to see if I'm there and he just starts dancing randomly. There is no music. He just starts bumping his butt, shaking his hips, doing all this kind of stuff, singing whatever song is in his head. He'll walk around the kitchen dancing. He'll twirl in a circle. Like, yeah, make your own type of music. Yeah, fits him to a T. I 100%. love it. So, I love it. And you know any, what? Yeah, oh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is he's just, anytime he knows I'm upset or I'm pissed off, his first thing is that he's trying to make me laugh. I'm just gonna he is to trying to act as stupid as possible to make me laugh. I'll just pull out this accent that I have over here and I'll just say some random ass shit. Lord. Now I we're going to get sued by Disney because you did it... Miss Piggy. Oh, God. <laughs> but it works. And you know what? That's works. what I also love about like going to your brunches is like, again, I keep mentioning like the energy, but it's like you feel free. Like I love it because it's like you just want to dance and move. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about, man. It's about the love. Like, it's well, honestly about the love. Yeah. And my mother has always told me that I am the drag queen of the people. And that, like, because I always want to have time to talk to everybody. I want you to get your photos. I want you to ask me whatever you want to know. No matter what it's about. It could be about, it, it could go as far as even tucking. I don't care. If you had a question, I'm going to answer it because you have come to see me perform. So therefore, I owe you my time. You took your time to come see me. So who am I to deny you my time? I love it. You have such a beautiful heart. You both Oh, do. thank you. I appreciate that. You both that. truly do. Let me say happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Fellow Aries. I love Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. you so much again for shining your light, your wisdom, both of you. You know, it's what's needed. And and I'm so honored again to have you on here and to to ha- like literally, I'm just I'm standing out. Like it's amazing. Because <laughs> you're just the, you're both of you, it's just it's your heart, you know? Yeah. And this is it really it needed to come out. So we will definitely have a part two, a part three, a part four. I could talk oh, to you absolutely. Forever. I am totally down. Anytime you want to have me on or me and Scarlett or me and any other queen, I'm totally about it. So I love it. Thank no, you I'm, so much. I'll you guys say goodbye too. to the people. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining in and listening to us rant. It was not a rant. <laughs> It was, it was, it, you did, you did great, honestly. Oh, wow. Um, Everyone, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Please do not forget to look up these drag brunches, you guys. They are amazing. I'm not just saying it because they're on there. Yeah, Y'all know I can't Dining Divas, Dining Divas at Dave and Buster's. You can always get the tickets on pre-Kindle, K-I-N-D-L-E dot com. The, the, the brunches are, tickets are always available 
for the next brunch later that afternoon of the brunch that's happening that day. So if you weren't able to make it April 2nd and you want to come to our Mother's Day brunch, April 2nd by 5 o'clock that evening, tickets will be available on prekindle.com for Dining Divas. And you guys will not, like, you will literally love what you see, the performance, the energy, the everything. It is amazing. Thank you so much again. Not a problem. Andy, so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. I will see you both soon. Oh, that's true. You know what? Wait a minute. What would yours be? Oh, no, you didn't. What's your song? No, no, you didn't. You can't call me out. I can't call you out because I'm a drag queen and that's what we do. That is so true. You know what? I think that's so hard because and I'm like, I don't know. No one has ever. Well, see, as gay men, we like things hard. So, you know, figure it out. Usually, You know what? I will say this. The title to this song or to this episode, because it literally just came to my head, especially because it's Disney and I love Disney. Uh-huh. Um, I will, I will say it would be reflection. Oh, I, I love that going. song. See, I, I was it. thinking, I was thinking like Queen by Janelle Monae. I have a lot of songs. Yeah, I know. Trust so do me. we. I can't like, just have kind of one thing. song. There's one song I've literally now performed at every brunch. For some reason, I can't get past it. Yeah. So. But anyway, okay, that's another story. That's another story. It depends on my mood, the day, the minute, the out. Like, my songs change because my energy changes. I I have songs for everything. Oh, I feel you. I'm literally like Scarlett. I'm the one dancing around, making beats in my head, and and doing my own thing, (laughs) bopping. I'm a Scarlett. (laughs) All right, well, Miss Candy, thank you for having us. I will see you soon, okay? All righty, sweetheart. Much love. All right, bye. Bye.